Philadelphia Museum of Art presents New Grit, Art and Philly Now. 25 emerging and established artists with strong Philadelphia connections explore ideas of being and belonging through photography, sculpture, video, painting, and more. Through August 22nd, book time tickets at philamuseum.org. We got our guy, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, joining us right now on the Dr. Glatt Regrowy Hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt is Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Check him out online, drglatt.com. I was about to say 4.30, always join us, but that's not the case. Every Tuesday, he is on the Daily Ticket, and he's so gracious with his time that he bounces around and makes it whenever we can, whenever I can slide him in. He's like, yo, I got you. 4.30, here he is today. Jigsaw, how you doing today, man? I'm great, Sean. How you doing, buddy? You know, I'd, I've been better. You know that loss last night, Tone. Uh, it, you know, I, I honestly, it, it made me lose interest in the next game. You know, um, it, it the fills were just like an afterthought. I'm like, I don't want to watch them lose. And you know, it's just it's it. We're talking about a team with title dreams here. I want a championship. I I wasn't here in '83. All right, I want a parade, and this team is good enough. I really do believe that they're good enough to do it. But didn't they just play like that in the second half last night against the Atlanta Hawks suck. Let's call a spade a say, spade. They suck. They're not a good team. Come on. They're the worst team left in the playoffs. And we got smoked by them in the second half when we were up at 18. It's just so frustrating. That's all there is to it. Anyways, how are you doing? I, I love it. You got the jigsaw fire, man. I'm, I'm digging it. But you're right. It, it is. So frustrating to watch that because you've seen it very little by little unfolding, and that's the worst part. You've seen the energy. You've seen everything kind of flip, the momentum flip. Everything changes, and we notice the third quarter is when we win or lose ball games. It's been that way all year long, and it's been that way in the playoffs. But, Sean, here's the problem, and I, and I think – I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not, and I'm not going to get in this kill Ben Simmons talk or kill this guy talk, but – this was the only concern I think I know I had. I know a lot of other people had. I, I know maybe you had as well going into the playoffs to where either Joel Embiid had a bad game, Joel Embiid had an injury, and in the playoffs it's a different format. It's a different style of play. And when you need your second star in Ben Simmons to step up and give you more than two points in a second half of game four of a playoff series, will he be able to do it? And I think this is the issue because even though, yes, the, the Hawks suck. I agree. I can't stand the Hawks. <laughs> if I see Bogdan go down one more time with the free sign and, and, and Trey Young, who's on the NBA all-ugly team every day of the week with the goggles <laughs> coming out, want to know why it gets teed up. Enough. Enough already. I'm done with all of it. But, you know, the thing is, though, I'll put a positive spin on it. We only lost by three points. Mm-hmm. And they gave us everything they had in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Everything. And we still only lost by three. Same thing with game so, one. Game one, same mind. same we thing. Win. Same thing in game yeah. one. Sorry to cut you off, but it's the same thing. No, no, you're you're fine. You know, it's like you're they right. they played their top game ever, and we lost by four points, and we battled back. And I forget how much we were down in that game, but last night flipped the script, eighteen points, and we only lost by two. Ah, it's just it's so frustrating. It's tough. Yeah, it it's really tough. is. And, and listen, there's a lot, and I don't want to kill Doc either because thank God for Doc Rivers, but. A lot of questionable rotational decisions last night. Mm-hmm. Like, are you 27 minutes for Cork Moss? Too much. Way too much. I couldn't believe. I looked on the screen. I see Cork Moss, one-on-one guard, Trey Young. 
okay, just just nail it in right now. You can't have that happen. Seth Curry was one of your biggest scorers last night. He's on the bench for ten minutes in a row. How does that happen? That that kind of stuff to me just can't happen. And the last thing I'll say is with the Joel Embiid situation. Me and you talked about this. You know, he's a game by game guy. Yep. I'll tell you, I'm concerned that he may not be able to play on Wednesday. Just my opinion, because, you know, you only have a one-day break period between these two games, and he was hurting bad. You know he was hurting. So, you know, I, I still think they should have rested him a little bit more with, with Dwight Howard in that second half, which they didn't do. But, you know, listen, we still win, Sean. I'm still saying sixers and six, but you're right, man. That was one hell of a frustrating game. Yeah, it was. To Ben Simmons, though, because... You know, nobody on this show and, and you and everybody that I speak to, you know, from the gambler, from Philly, I'm sure all of us, we're on the same page. Like, nobody expects this guy to turn into James Worthy or Magic Johnson, you know, the, all of a sudden shoot from outside. And I don't know why Worthy kicked it in my head, but still, like, we know what Ben Simmons is. And what he showed us in that first half was exactly the type of player that the 76ers need him to be. And especially going back to Friday night, where I think he played his best game probably this postseason, definitely in this series. And in that game three, he was unguardable. Like, nobody on Atlanta Hawks defense can step in front of him. And, And that's where I'm saying to myself, like, how come he doesn't look at this moment and say, this is my time? JoJo is like we're all sitting on our couch. We saw Joel Embiid hurt. We saw him, you know, not having the same type of, uh, uh, you know, endurance getting up the court. He, ben Simmons like waved at him, like, dude, you got to get up the floor on the one possession. Like he was frustrated at JoJo, like get down on the block. Like, but that's his moment. How is Ben Simmons not say, you know what, this is my time to shine. Let's go ahead and make something happen. And and to that point. He was two assists shy. When I say make things happen for Ben Simmons, I'm not asking him to pull up. I'm not asking him to to shoot the ball. I'm asking him to create. That's what we need Ben Simmons to do. Be aggressive, Ben. And he was two assists shy at the end of the third quarter. I'm breaking Kyle's heart again, bringing this up. But of of triple-double, he finished with nine assists at the end of the game. I know that takes two to tangle. Somebody's got to make the shot. But ultimately, Ben took his foot off the gas, and I don't understand why. Listen, I think we all know the question of that, and I don't think you know everybody's going to go back and say no, no, no. But I just don't think Ben wants it enough. I yeah, this and, and and listen, I agree with you. I I don't know why you said James Worthy either. I mean, Christ wants to say AC Green. <laughs> James, on, wait, James Worthy. He he came up on yesterday's show. That's why he was in my mind. Magic Johnson is who I was referencing. Obviously, point guard. Yeah, that's a little better. Yeah. You're like all of a sudden he's Kurt Rambis. But what, what what I mean. But what I will say about Ben is the thing is I, I just don't see it. I, I don't think he wants it. And this was the biggest thing of him coming out of college, right? He he was a he's a bank. We know who Ben is, and you're right. We're not asking him to be. He's not going to be a 25 point scorer. I get it. But to go into the press conference afterwards and say, yeah, I, I don't think I was aggressive enough. I think maybe mm-hmm. I need to be more aggressive. Are you kidding me? It's the playoffs. Like you're, you're you, you you just that's your statement. I mean, come on, man. Like you said, you've seen a picture of Joel Embiid screaming at Danny Green in that game about getting back, getting on defense. That was what I would expect Ben Simmons to do. Like when Joel Embiid was shooting threes, tell, ben, tell him to get down the block. To be a leader. Be, you know, be, be a leader when Joel's not being a leader, when he's hurt. That's what you're supposed to do. And it just didn't happen last night. And I don't think that it ever is going to happen because I think it would have happened by now. Well... 
I, I, I hate to say it. Yeah, it's just they're, they're not going to move him. He's not going anywhere this offseason. And, and we're not saying that right now needs to happen because who yeah. knows how this season ends. But, um, you know, they're, this is not the perfect team. Let's put it that way. So I wouldn't mind them looking at some things this offseason, depending on how it ends. Don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, ultimately, you know, if you can replace a player or two here, uh, maybe – Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe because that's one of the things that we look back at the Phillies, and it's always an interesting conversation to have. In those years, you know, they went for it with the pitcher, pitching staff, but maybe they should have moved one of those big pieces. Uh, you know, not pointing out Ryan Howard as far as his nickname is concerned, but you know, that's a tough decision to make when you're winning games, winning games, winning games. You know, you want to keep it going. So we look back at that. Maybe they should have traded Utley a little earlier. Maybe they should have traded Jimmy Rollins. Who knows? But bottom line is, uh, I don't want to look back at this Sixers run and say, ah, we could have, would have, should have. That's all there is to it because this team is good enough. Um, here they are in a playoff second round. And for some odd reason, it's tied up two games apiece. It should be 3 1, but still, I digress. All right, over to the Bucks and Nets series. Once again, uh, tonight, game five, Bucks are two and a half point favorites. 221 is your total there. James Harden is rumored to be going tonight. What do you expect from James Harden if he is getting the thumbs up out there? Would you roll the dice on him as far as a player prop? Would you think that this is a, a Brooklyn Nets? Win? I mean, they're catching points at home. If you get a healthy James Harden and Kevin Durant, don't you have to take them? Uh, 100%. 100%. I, I, I think with, with that a shadow of a doubt that there's no reason why James Harden is not the real James Harden tonight. Because, listen, we, we, we see it in this town, even with Joel Embiid, how many times have we said a game-time decision may not play and all of a sudden he drops 39, right? So, I mean, at the end of the day, if James Harden is going to play, he's going to be James Harden because, let's face it, they've been getting bullied the last two games by the Milwaukee Bucks. They need James Harden to be James Harden. Kevin Durant cannot do this on his own. I think we, we've seen that in the last two games, right? So, uh, you know, without Kyrie Irving, I think, this only, you know, legitimizes the offensive production game of James Harden. And I think right now I, I would take every over prop on James Harden right, because I think this is the stage that he wants. This is the stage that he wants to command. Because remember, Sean, when he came in in a fray and all three of them were back, he kind of took a back seat and became the facilitator, you know, with 15, 16 assists. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that James Harden step back, you know, three all the time. You didn't see the 40-point games from James Harden. I think tonight that's what you see. So I'd be all in on James Harden tonight. Well, we're still waiting on some player props, some numbers coming out here at DraftKings Sportsbook. They have nothing up just yet, just the first basket. Still waiting to see what James Harden could do or as far as his player props would be for tonight. Um, Is it fair to say that, you know what, James and Kevin Durant, they're going to do what they do, but this game could come down to a guy like Joe Harris, Mike James, or Blake Griffin. And if so... Would you say you like one over the other? I know Harris had a terrible game. I think it was game three, possibly the worst game he's ever had in a, in a professional career or in his professional career. Uh, tonight, 13.5 is his number there. Like I said, you get Harden out there. He's a facilitator. Kevin Durant's going to continue to get his shots, but there's going to be shots open to take. So would you say, you know what, looking at this game, maybe it's worthwhile to look at a guy like Harris or Blake at 9.5 or James at 8.5? You know, I don't know about James, but I, I think Blake Griffin still has that switch that he can turn on and off when he wants to. I think he's that the typical player that sits back, picks his spots, and all of a sudden says, you know what, now's my time to shine. Now it's time to roll. And I think, obviously, he's healthy enough to do that. I, 
And, and again, Joe Harris to me, no. Joe Harris is too one-dimensional for my blood. Uh, you know, it, you know, we're talking props for over and under three pointers. Okay, then maybe I look at Joe Harris. But as a player to to create his own shot, to hit perimeter jays, I'm not in on Joe Harris. But I would definitely be in on Blake Griffin. If that you're saying nine and a half, that over nine and a half, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, yeah, that, that's a no brainer to me. I think he's an absolutely double digit point scorer tonight. Ooh. This is again, they do not like that this series is tied. They don't. They have an ego. That Brooklyn team has an ego. They're coming out tonight strong. I don't care what anybody says. They're going to come out tonight strong. I think you're going to see the play. Roll back the clock. The L.A. Clipper. Blake Griffin tonight. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The L.A. Clipper. So you be make sure you blow my phone up when you see Blake Griffin going off for 15 or 20 tonight in that Brooklyn Nets uniform because I think this is a Blake kind of night. What was the one dunk he had? It was. Uh, wasn't it over the guy in Denver? Ooh. Oh. Oh man, I, I, he had I don't some. Want to say the word. I don't want to say the word on air. What he, had <laughs> time, but... <laughs> he had some serious dunks. Uh, I'm just. Was it? Man, I'm trying to think of who it was against, but still, man. Yeah, Blake Griffin had some serious dunks. He had some serious hops with the Clippers, and then he goes to Detroit and plays possum, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm back again. Number one yeah. overall pick. You know what you're getting there." And I don't care how old or what is he? Thirty two. He's not even that old to be I honest. Think I, that's what I was going to say. It's not like he's got a ton. Uh, you know, uh, you know, not like he doesn't have any more tread on the tires out there, man. Come on, yeah, exactly. This kid, you know, I say this kid, this guy can flip it at any time, man. Thirty-two, Tonight, he's gonna flip that switch. All right, thirty-two, uh, yeah, yep. that's fine. That's Jigsaw talking all things NBA. Um, as far as the West, quickly on this one because I want to get your thoughts on some Major League Baseball and, of course, some fantasy football as well as we're inching closer. Um, the West, Clippers coming out. You know, man, they, they, we, all, we we talked about this last week, right? You, you, you can never count Kawhi out. Nope. Just can't count Kawhi out, right? And 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 the thing about this is exactly what's playing out, Sean. We talked about this Utah Clipper series to say, okay, sure, Spider's back, Donovan Mitchell's back, but who's the 1B to the 1A? We already know there's a 1A and 1B in the Clipper land, but who's the 1B? Who's the guy going to be step up for Utah? And with a guy like Mike Connolly out, right, Joe Ingles banged up, you know, do I, am I rely, who am I relying on? Rudy Gobert to be the one big? No, that's not how it's going to work. So I just don't think they have enough to keep up with a guy like Kawhi in PG-13. I, I just don't see it, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. That's, that's separating them. The talent it, you know, disparity is, is completely different. A lot of people slept on the Clippers because they're another team that's just kind of laid back. Kawhi lays back and turns it on whenever he wants. I, I, you know, I swear, I wish I had that kind of energy to just say, yeah, I'm going to sit back and do nothing, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm just going to play. Because that's what he does. So I, I have no doubt in my mind the Clippers coming out of the West. Well, at least against Utah in that series. Yeah, and then they got the Suns who are resting up. It's pretty yeah. cool. We got the three series tied Love up it. two games apiece, and the Suns are just chilling. But last night, it was all Clippers 118-104. Even though Donovan Mitchell still gave you 37, that game was never close in my mind. And uh, Kawhi had some rim-rocking dunks. He threw it down in a couple people's faces. He finished with 31. Paul George finished with 31 uh, in 40 minutes. Kawhi only played 30. Four minutes. All right, so we'll, we'll... And that's your thing, right? Donovan, thirty-seven. Who else? Who else helped them out? Right, and that, that's, that's the it. problem. It's all Donovan Mitchell right now. Yeah, the second leading scorer was Ingles at nineteen. Clarkson, what did he finish? Clarkson finished with eight last night. Wow. Right. Yeah. That's bad, man. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. good. That's, they, they just don't have enough. 
Ticatillo23 is where you can find Tony on socials. He goes live for Wind Daily Sports. Check him out over the weekends. He's like, man, he's live all over the place. Just give him a follow at Ticatillo23. Hardest working man in show business. Little James Brown background music. Hey! Uh, hey, I like that. Nice. Little JB. There it is. Let's get over to baseball quickly on this one. The story that I was talking about in Top 4 of 4 is just Vlad Guerrero Jr. I love players to have sons that are doing things now. and it, like it, Some people might be weirded out by it. Like, oh, I'm getting old. I, I don't look at it like that. Like I, Vlad Guerrero was a great baseball player. We all remember him hitting off the ground. And uh, Jr. is just a, a menace out there. He's now hit a home run in four straight games tonight, plus 315 against the Yankees to hit another home run to make it five straight games. My question to you is this, and you're a guy that does fantasy baseball, DFS, so you would be the perfect guy to ask this. Am I wrong by saying at the beginning of the season I would list you the top 10 players discussed? I don't think I'm saying Vlad Guerrero's name, Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s name in that top 10 as far as players discussed to lead off the the the, the season, a season preview. I mean, Acuna was on that list, Tatis is on that list, Mike Trout's on that list, Otani's on that list. I mean, I can go down, we can come up with it. DeGrom's got me on the list. I don't remember a lot of people talking about Vlad Guerrero Jr., but he is leading the way as far as MLB All-Star Game voting is concerned. So that's awesome to see. Uh, but your read on Vlad Guerrero Jr. right now, what are we looking at? What type of special player is he? It, it, special is not even a word, man. And, and, and I will tell you this. The reason why he was off that top ten list is because I, I'm going to call it the Prince Fielder syndrome. And what I mean by that is Vlad Guerrero Jr. was very heavy last year, and he, he, he worked out – had an off-season regimen that lost him about 23 pounds. And if you notice, he's a slimmer guy mm. right now, and w- w- which is allowing him to open up his hips, to turn the ball that he wasn't able to do last year, and to hit the opposite field, just hitting 346. He's not just a power hitter. He- he's an actual contact hitter right now. So you're, you're actually getting the full arsenal of Lagarero Jr. And I'm damn sure that his dad – probably gotten his you-know-what and said, yo, you need to drop some LBs. And that's the reason why Prince Fielder, right? That's the reason why Prince Fielder didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. He couldn't keep the weight down. He ate himself out of the league, just like Eddie Lacy in Green Bay in football, right? So, Vlad Guerrero is the real deal. And he's playing with a ton of young talent out there in Toronto. And, you know, all fair, you were absolutely right when you said, wonder why we're not talking about him, because he does play in Toronto. It's not, it's not, it's not a national audience. You know, I remember seeing Blue Jay games all the time on national TV, right? So that, that's definitely one of the reasons. But he's got four, like you said, four consecutive games of the home run. The next closest guy in Major League Baseball is Tatis with 19. Mm. Right? So he's three ahead. But I'm telling you, Sean, what, what I keep looking at is this 346 batting average. I just cannot believe that Vlad is is actually hitting 346, and he's actually going up. He was at 323, three I think three or four games ago. So he's gone up almost 20 points of batting average. That's how hot he's been. So he is absolutely the real deal and a very special player for us to be watching. What's crazy is that the Blue Jays are 33 and 31. It's good for third in the AL East. They trail the Tampa Bay Rays 43 and 24. The Rays they just took That's a. Gonna change. With glass now, glass now, big injury today. Although they're only saying ten days, what the hell is that all about? Uh, Yeah, I don't UCL tear. I don't know about that, man. Like ten days now. I I think that's just a preliminary diagnosis. Yeah, Uh, you know he's going to miss a lot more than that. 
I would. That's my read as well. But uh, the Rays right now leading the way. The Sox at forty and twenty-seven. A lot of good baseball being played in that division. All right, quickly on this one, Jigsaw Fantasy Guru. He's our fantasy go-to. Uh, the fantasy football leagues will be kicking off here in August. We know that, so that's right around the corner. Um, but you wanted to talk about here. Ooh, I like this a little tight end talk. After the big three, who's left? First of all, when we talk tight ends, who are the big three? Well, I think we all know Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, right, as your top two, and then you have George Kittle in there mm. as number three. Now, depending on how you dice it up, they're, they're definitely your top three, depending on who you like a little better. But it gets very interesting after those top three, right? I mean, you, you think about it. You know, not a lot of people are tight end defend, are dependent in their leagues. Not a lot of people you know, are think about the tight end. But what you have to do is you have to kind of forward think and you got to look at guys who change scenarios, who change a different scenery. And one of the guys, I'm going to give everybody that's listening, the gambler audience right now, I'm going to tell you right now, put this guy, pencil him in, Tyler Higby this year. I'm all in on Tyler Higby. He's going to be a top five tight end. Everybody's sleeping on him. There's no Gerald Everett anymore. He gets Matthew Stafford, who absolutely loves the tight end, made TJ Hawkinson into a household name. So I'm telling you right now, Tyler Higby, and if you want to go a little deeper, look at Logan Thomas, who plays right in our division here in Philly for the Washington football team. He has Ryan Fitzpatrick, who makes Mike Gazeki out of PSU, a number one household name in Miami. He's going to do the same thing for Logan Thomas. So look at those two guys. So after those big three, it's a crapshoot. Don't waste your time with Mark Andrews. Don't waste your time with, with, you know, with Robert Tanyan, depending on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Look at Higby and Thomas. I think you'll be very ecstatic, depending on where you get them in your ADP. Tony Jigsaw Tillo, like I said, we got fantasy football right around the corner, man, and uh, nobody does it like you do. Once again, you can find him at Win a Daily Sports, Ticatillo 23, Heat Ratio Sports. He's all over the place, and he joins us every Tuesday for the long form, catches vignettes right here on the Daily Ticket around 350-ish. Jigsaw, always a pleasure. Good luck on your plays, sir, and uh, I can't wait till I'm drafting a team in the fantasy football league so I can dial you up and you can help me out once again. Yeah, I'm going to get that text about five minutes before the grand. Yo, Jigsaw, give me some guys. I need some guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's, yo, it's a it's a yearly tradition, my friend, in August. You I be, love it. You better be ready. It. I love it. Always a pleasure, Absolutely. man. Philadelphia Museum of Art presents New Grit, Art and Philly Now. 25 emerging and established artists with strong Philadelphia connections explore ideas of being and belonging through photography, sculpture, video, painting, and more. Through August 22nd, book timed tickets at philamuseum.org.